Paper Cut Podcast strives to be evocative and inclusive. Every Monday, we cut below the surface with folks that make the Winnipeg arts and culture scene thrive. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Goja. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck, and we're here with Peter Thomas. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, a little bit about myself. I am Cree from Swampy Cree from Treaty Five. Uh, Cross Lake is the reserve that's eight hours north of Winnipeg. Yeah, that's where I'm from. <laughs> and what do you do? What do I do? Um, <clears throat> it's kind of a tough answer, I guess. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd say a full-time visual artist. I kind of do a little bit of everything. So what are some of those things? Um, some of the things, I uh, paint murals, uh, do videography, uh, canvas work. I'll do clothing. I do uh, clothing design as well for some companies in, here in the city. Um, that. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I do, um, like kind of like prop building for some like events. Uh, I have 10 years carpentry experience, but I kind of put that aside two and a half years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, so yeah, a l- little bit of everything. So you were a, like a carpenter by trade and then dropped that to start paying attention a little bit more to art. Yes. Sweet. So do you like build your canvases and stuff? Yeah, and the, the larger canvases or like a custom size if somebody wants like to fit a, a window or a certain room or something, I'll, I'll I'll build it. Yeah. Nice. So you're one stop shop. You got it all. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So could have you done any murals around the city? Like anything we'd be familiar with? Yeah, I just finished one on Ellis. It's on the uh, Duckworth Building, uh, UFW. Um, it's a 32 foot tall by 20 foot uh, wide uh, mural. I was working with Mike Malcourt and it was a recreation piece of uh, an artist named Daphne Ojig. Uh, she passed away a couple years ago. Her original piece is from 73, 1973. It's called Leonard Bird Woman. So Mike and I just recreated the whole piece, this like super large size. It was for a synonym art consultations wall to wall event. Mm-hmm. So that, was, that was my latest one. Actually, I did one yesterday. That's a lie. That's not my latest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that one yesterday. So where is that? The one I did yesterday is in the uh, University of Manitoba's uh, Indigenous Students Association uh, lounge study area, whatever. Could you tell us a little bit about that piece? Yeah, the piece I did, uh, they wanted something that was uh, uh, Treaty 1 inspired. Um, so the idea I had was uh, an outline of, of Treaty 1 uh, in Manitoba as the O for a word uh, is kind of made up it says Skoden, S-K-O-D-E-N uh, Skoden was kind of like a meme, it was like a guy with his fists up uh, saying something like Harper, let's go then or something like that and um, in uh, Sudbury, Ontario there was uh, some things going on with, with the reserve and, and the city and um something to do about the lands i'm not 100 percent sure i don't want to i don't want to get too into it mm-hmm. but like i guess the some of the some of the some first nations person was kind of fed up with it so on the sudbury water tower right over sudbury he put skoden and it kind of intimidated the people of the town and it sort of started this like skoden movement of like other indigenous people who are kind of like fed up with it they put skoden 
all over the place. And, like big letters and as far as like Los Angeles even. It's like writing Skoda and so um I wanted to do my own iteration of it somehow, some way and uh the university kinda just like the association was like, Hey, can you do something for us? So So you got the opportunity. I got the to opportunity, yeah. Put so. it up. Well, that's really interesting. That like something as like a meme can start this cultural movement mm-hmm. and inspire people. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So um they were super happy with it at good because I I was super happy about it. So. Great. Mm-hmm. So a question about uh, murals, since that's something that you do. How do you transfer something that is small, like a, a photo or a reference or something, and make it in such a large scale? What is the process of get, making something small into some, making something 32 by 20 feet, for example? Well, the, third, the, the Daphne Ojig piece, um, Mike Valcourt pulled out a uh, projector. Oh, cool. And that was the first time I've ever used that. Um, myself, I would um, kind of eyeball it in the beginning. But if it's like super detailed, like a logo or something, I would uh, make myself a grid on the wall and break up a grid uh, like on the computer and sort of, I don't know, one foot squares. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just like match it up. That's how I do it. But I mean, after uh, working with the projector there, like I thought about doing that too. But I'm not gonna lie, it kind of feels like cheating. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess if you're doing it directly from a reference, so mm-hmm. making it as accurate. Yeah. As in this, in, in that case, it makes a lot of sense. You know. But if you were to do uh, transfer one of your sketches to a wall, you probably wouldn't. I probably no. I definitely would not. No. No. Kind of just like. I, it, the thing with um, with drawing and sketches and uh, painting, uh, I do things with uh, schools and students or like community centers sometimes, and I always tell the kids like, you'll like they'll never ever be able to paint what is in your mind, no matter how good you are. It's like I can't even do it, so don't have this like super high expectation of how your painting is gonna look because then you're not gonna be satisfied with what you paint. You kind of, kind of, just like have an idea and go with it. Move like roll with the punches and say you spill paint on it, turn it into something else. Mm-hmm. You know that blob of paint is not in the picture in your head, so you're not gonna like it. But if you turn it into something else, you're gonna like it. Right. So I try to keep that mindset with like everything else. You know, you go to a movie, someone tells you it's so good, you can have high expectations, things right. like that. So yeah. you mentioned uh, schools that you go to. Is there, are you, do you teach in schools or do you, uh, like, do you volunteer programs or? Sorry, my lips are a little chapped. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's right. Yeah, it's, it's all, I don't even know how I started getting involved with schools. How did I start? Oh, uh, Pat Lazo from the Graffiti Gallery Mm -hmm. does uh, school programming sometimes through the Graffiti Art Programming, I guess. And um, his his uh, son was uh, ill one time and he couldn't make it in to do this course. So he asked me if I can fill in for him. This was at Nelson uh, Mac High School. And uh, it was kind of like, I didn't want to say no. But at the same time, like, how am I going to teach his like, high school kids or instruct, I should say. Um, it was a course based on, um, I don't want to call it graffiti art, but it was graffiti art. Mm-hmm. I try to use the word uh, urban art because graffiti is kind of like graffiti could be like 
a tag on a garage that that says like Crips or something, you know. Right. But urban art is is sort of like what Synonym's doing with these like super huge murals, you know, like like street art inspired or graffiti art, whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it it I did that course. It went really well. They called me back for like two more, three more after that. Nice. And then kind of word just spread there among teachers, word of mouth, and students. Um, so I'll do maybe like one a month. Nice. Nice. So it's all just like word of mouth. Like I slowly putting together like proposals for for schools, uh, not just in Winnipeg with what I do. Mm-hmm. So. so what are some of the things that you teach when you go into the schools? Uh, it started off as um, graffiti art, kind of like urban art program. So basically, like Winnipeg's super far behind when it comes to appreciating urban art if you go to somewhere like regina or saskatchewan they have uh alleys just full of like graffiti murals you know kind of like toronto i wouldn't have expected that yeah exactly you go to any other city like except for winnipeg wow yeah so it's like if you try to propose a mural with a biz and as soon as you say like spray paint or something they're like no wow and some of their reasoning is uh like environmental stuff or like kids starting to pick up spray paint um with the with the environmental stuff like spray paint in the 90s would use things like petroleum and and um you know like toxic propellants Mm -hmm. but they stopped doing that in like the early millennium Uh, and they're using things like compressed air like i used the spray paint yesterday that that uh uses um sugar cane somehow mm-hmm. so like i sprayed it, it's it's like it has, it has like a <coughs> like a sweet smell um and it was it's fine there's like uh like water-based paints as well you can use indoor that that leaves zero smell um recycling in winnipeg now accepts spray paint cans so they'll properly dispose of the cans or recycle them or whatever mm-hmm. so <clears throat> so the city's super far behind when it comes to appreciating the art wow i would have never guessed so, uh, a question about practicing um, with spray paint. It seems like you need a very big canvas to practice, which might lead to practicing places where you shouldn't. Is that a, is that a problem? Um, so, one of the first things I try to t- um, teach in the classes is uh, respect. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I tell them, you know, without respect, you can't really get anywhere uh, good. <laughs> so uh, if they want to practice, you know, they could use like uh, a sheet of plywood or something, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do. Um, you don't recommend walls? <laughs> no, not not really. I mean, like some of them will ask permission from the parents to, to, to uh, practice on their garage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of cool seeing like the progress of some of the students I've taught like a year and a half ago. Um, there are some artists in the city who aren't or weren't quote unquote taggers, but are still really good with spray paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason being is because like the mural we did on Ellis was all brushwork. Oh, okay. And brushwork is really nice because it's like slow and relaxing. But if you want to go over it with another color, you got to wait for it to dry. 
which could take like half an hour to an hour. Whereas spray paint is literally like two minutes, maybe not even like seconds, depending on like the weather. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can work really quick and you kind of get like a different uh, feeling or, or like um, when you, you know, a different like fast feeling when you look at the piece or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. We, I think, yeah, I think yeah. you did a pretty good job of it explaining. So using brushwork, how long did that piece on Ellis take you? That one took us uh, 50 hours. And how much, How long did the <coughs> U of M uh, uh, mural in the office do, or in the lounge do? The one, uh, what, four hours? Four hours. And do you think that a lot of it is dependent on the, like, the material that you used? Definitely. Yeah? Yeah. The one in the, uh, I took my time with the one at the U of M because it was um, indoor the room had very poor ventilation, so I kept taking breaks, let it air out. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Yeah. So some of the other things that you say that you do, we talked a lot about your urban art and your murals, but you also said you do videography as well. What type of projects do you do with that? So videography, um, not so much like production-based in a sense where it's like uh, we're shooting like a short film or something, which is something I'm, I'm like currently working on sort of uh they're more of like compilations for example the first one i did uh, was sort of like uh not the first one uh one of the bigger ones that i did was uh for the university when uh sorry the um winnipeg art gallery's uh insurgents resurgence mm -hmm. exhibit which uh was the largest collection of indigenous artists um for an exhibit like ever and it happened at the uh, Winnipeg Art Gallery, and they wanted um, process the uh, film. They wanted to film the process of the whole thing, some of the artists with their installations, mm -hmm. as well as the exhibit itself and opening night. Uh, so, yeah, things like that, more or less. Um, I did a couple more videos for them. Their Picasso, Picasso uh, Border X was another one of them. It was like a half pipe inside the the way. Oh, nice. That was a really, that was a really cool ex exhibit to be a part of. Um, so your relationship with the art gallery built through the first, like the insurgent, insurgent uh, research. No, it actually, asked you back? it actually built through. Sorry, it built through um, Border X. Okay. Border X. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it, it was basically. Uh, it was based around skateboarding, surfing, and snowboarding, and how those three things are so interconnected with the land. Okay. So with skateboarding, it's like super urban, you know, or like using the streets and benches, stairs, and whatever. Surfing, it's like water, obviously, and snowboarding, you're in the mountains, in the wild. So they wanted to, the show was about that and how they, they interconnect. And so they asked me to, um, okay, it's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. We love these stories. Yeah. So, uh, Get um, into it. I volunteer for the edge skate park. It's an indoor skate park. Mm -hmm. I guess, um, Jamie Isaac who was a curator for the event works for, uh, the, uh, Winnipeg Art Gallery, we call it the WEG, uh, asked skate skates or like, Hey, we need a half pipe build. Can you build us a half pipe? Skate skates was like. Uh, we can't really, but we know someone who can. So they asked the Edge, and I've been volunteering with the Edge for six years, and I'm good friends with uh, one of the co-directors. And he's like, "Hey, 
can you help me build this half pipe in Winnipeg Art Gallery? I'm like, like why not? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we start doing that, and um, I was uh, uh, Jamie Isaac asks asked if I can um, film the the building process of the half pipe. So why not? I'd probably film it anyway. And uh, Pat Lazo from the Graffiti Gallery um, was asked if he can find three artists who can paint the floor mural. So rather than skateboarding on the floor, we'd skateboard on wood. Mm-hmm. Does like a um, like a subfloor on the in the in the uh, art gallery. So he asked um, Mike Valcourt, uh, Kenneth Valley, and myself if we can if we can paint it. And it was like 38, 30, there was 32 four by eight sheets of plywood. So it was a huge floor mural. So I said, why not? <laughs> so we, we painted that. It was really cool working with those two artists. Those they're amazing artists. Uh, you, should, you guys should look them up. Kenneth is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everywhere. Yeah. If you walk around the exchange, you really can't go around yeah. the corner. And same thing seeing. with, uh, with Mike Valcourt. He's not so like, um, recognized like in the scene he's really like kind of like behind behind the scenes kind of guy but he's been doing one of big murals for 20 years wow yeah so there's probably a lot he's that got, we don't even know a, that he did he's got a yeah. ton out there yeah great um so it's really great working with them on that on that floor mural and collaborating ideas and then um uh this guy named drew who's a <laughs> rep for vans canada oh, nice. vans was a super huge sponsor for border x uh, asked if there's someone who can paint on blank Vans shoes for artists for or for people throughout the night, and of course, like I don't know how I got asked, but I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so throughout the night, it's like somebody comes up, like, hey, I'm a size size ten. I go to the back, grab a size ten of white canvas Vans shoes, paint something on them quick, and is it something they ask for, or is it just yeah? completely whatever you want to do it's um i try to do what 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 they wanted tried (laughs) were some of the requests ridiculous um no not really no okay good (laughs) you didn't Um, have to like a lot of them were like were like words i'm like yeah like a word you want to see or like an animal because words and animals are like a little bit easier Mm -hmm. for me um so we did that i did that throughout the night um i like didn't even get to actually enjoy the night itself oh no (laughs) but i mean uh the whole point of it was um uh you know for everyone else to have a good night so it's like i try to make it as enjoy as enjoyable as possible Mm -hmm. so um yeah what else did i do (laughs) yeah like basically built around filmed it paint the floor mill did the, the shoes and that kind of got my foot in the door with uh, the Winnipeg Art Gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the I did a couple videos from that whole event. Um, got paid for those, and they're like, "Hey, dude, we got this video coming up. You want you want to take part in that?" And you know, kind of kept just kept moving forward. They even offered me um, a job as a carpenter. There. Oh wow! Like <laughs> in-house carpenter to like help with like setting up the exhibits or or just like general maintenance or whatever they called me like five times like i can't do it like <laughs> i like what i'm doing here being full-time on my own is a reason why i stepped stepped away from carpentry right 
Wow. So that's that's my story with how I got involved <laughs> with the WAG. So every time I go there, it's like everyone's like, hey, you know, like, hey, you know, it's good seeing everyone. You know, like security there, like they're super nice and employees. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you've made that transition to art, but the carpentry world still keeps calling. Yeah, totally. Yeah, somebody asked me. Literally, they called them five times. Uh, Somebody asked me yesterday if I can install a window for them, and and normally I I'd just say yeah because just like something quick like a window. Mm -hmm. But uh, my past like few weeks have been super crazy, and I'm trying to take like a little bit of this week off. Starting today was supposed to be uh, to kind of just like relax. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. After this podcast. After the podcast. Yeah. 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 So for. for artists, how often are you working and how often are you not? And then how much, I'd imagine it takes a lot of like creative and emotional and mental energy to be putting like yourself into these projects. So wow, what kind of breaks do you need to like give yourself in order to like be able to do this? That's like so many questions in once. Just pretty much like what is your schedule or timing? Like how do you, how do you make art a living? Um... I try not to say no to when people ask me for help or if they need something or if I want to be a part of something. I try my best to say no. Um, to not say no or to I, say I try no? my best to not say, like, to like, like I don't want to say no. Right. Um, as like a full-time artist, it's kind of like, I'm just, I'm just being myself. Um, so I don't know if being yourself can really get tiring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, just because you said you wanted to take a break. So that's why. Well, it's, it's, it's more like, um, yeah, yeah, I did say that more, more, <laughs> in a, more in a sense, like, uh, I want to try and enjoy Like just supposed to be like plus 15 this coming week. Right. Yeah. And, um, uh, I have. I love I love skateboarding and, and I was gonna bring last night for a couple hours and like rip my pants. My knees are ripped open. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> really went for it. Yeah, because I like I haven't skated in like a week, a week and a half, which is which is long for me. But it's just been that busy, and I'm just trying to uh, enjoy a little bit more of like uh, time with friends. Uh, a lot of friends like I've been saying like hey let's meet up, but I don't always have the time, and I kind of feel bad. Like I can, I got to do this, I got to do that, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's it's more of a sense like a break in like that, but I mean, if I could, if I could paint like full time every day, like I would, I probably wouldn't be complaining at all. Yeah, you if know? it was like a nine to five, just show up, paint, and go home, show you wouldn't up, mind that. <laughs> paint something else, yeah. You know. Do you think there needs to be a balance between like art as work and like art as like something you do that you enjoy doing? Like, do you think your inspiration kind of changes a little bit when it becomes, okay, this is a job, this isn't my creative outlet? Yeah, um, I know exactly what you're saying, and that was one of the things I was worried about Worried about going into being a full-time artist. Is, like, I don't want to have to, like, force myself to be creative, because mm-hmm. I don't want to produce something that I don't want, I don't, that's, like, not me, something I'm not feeling. But, uh... It was, at times it's kind of like that but what i've been doing for the past like year or so it's like like for the example for the u of m they gave me an idea of what i wanted i'm not gonna like sit down and force myself like okay i gotta draw something for this i sort of just been like 
hoping they'll trust my ability. I'll show up, kind of feel the space out, and then do something. Mm-hmm. And that, that usually ends up being the best outcome. But it's not always like that. Some companies, they're like super specific or they want like a really detailed sketch. And those ones are a little bit tougher to do because ha- I have to force the creativity into a space that I'm not at yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, for the most part, I mean, it, it usually ends up working out. I mean, I think I'm just getting used to it. Interesting. Yeah. So when did you start doing art? <clears throat> Little Peter. Yeah, little Peter, right? (laughs) Um, I remember grade two or three, my older brother, my older cousins um, would always draw on these huge sheets of paper. They'd draw like like indigenous art, like eagles and animals and like things like that. And I always thought it was the coolest thing that like these guys can create something so cool. And uh, so I started trying to do it on like smaller pieces of paper. And it, it's it's like any kid, like any kid, they they draw and then they sort of get out of it. Some of them don't return at all, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how it was for me. I, I kind of stopped drawing a few years later. I guess around 10 years old. And um, it wasn't until like another four years later where when we moved to the city and I started seeing uh, tags. Yeah. <laughs> tags on the walls and like, what does this say? Like who wrote this, why, what does it mean? You know, I remember there's this crazy feeling, exact same feeling I had, uh, like on my reserve, if you go out the river, there's um, uh, old rock paintings mm-hmm. that are um, at least 300 years old. That's when they were quote unquote discovered. Um, I remember seeing those, I'm like, what do these mean? Like, this is crazy, they've been here for so long, who did this and why? And that is the exact same feeling I got when I saw like a tag on the wall. And so I was like, so I started trying it on paper and I, trying to like write words. And um, I thought you had to be like in a gang to just paint graffiti or something. <laughs> like this is like 13-year-old Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, come like 14, high school, um, my friends in skateboarding, we'd be skateboarding around downtown. And like all, one day they just like started tagging. And I'm like, what do you guys do that for? Like, what does that mean? Like, why? Why? I didn't mm-hmm. understand. I just wanted to know. And they're like, I don't know. You just you just write your word. You get up. I'm like, but why? And they're like, they couldn't fully explain it. Right. And they're like, yeah, you should just try it. I'm like, like just get a sketchbook and, and just try it. So like, I got a sketchbook and I showed them like some of the things I did with like 3D and, and the kind of things like that, filling in with colors. And uh, they're like, they're stoked on it. And they, they're like, kind of hyped me up for a little bit like uh, hyped me up a little bit about it and so I was like kind of it started from there it was like 14 I started like trying it on paper mm-hmm. eventually tried it with spray paint in the skate park and um it like re-sparked that like uh creative interest in me mm-hmm. and fast forward like two three years I took part in uh first art show Sold a few pieces there, and I was like, "Man, people actually like my stuff. This is crazy." They weren't just like graffiti pieces, also like. So, that was this was like. Twelve years ago. Wow. Eleven. So, yeah. what was your first piece that you sold? Uh, first piece I sold in the exhibit. It was um. It wasn't very. It was probably like an eight by eleven canvas. Mm-hmm. 
and on the top I had black fading into purple as well as the bottom it went black purple white fading into each other and then in the middle uh, it says uh, where do you stand but the word stand was was hollow letters outlined with gold and stand was like kind of right in the middle where the white was <laughs> super cheesy I know do you know who bought it I have no idea yeah and it's I, out there somewhere it's out there somewhere wow yeah so I bet you good. remember yeah. do you remember how much you sold it for uh geez like 80 bucks wow yeah nice yeah that's a pretty good first exhibit yeah yeah it was, it was crazy and it's like the person they're like hey your piece sold I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> and sorry how old were you when uh you had your first exhibit um mm, i think i was like 20 yeah cool awesome and where did you have your exhibit like how did that come about it was um like i, I there was a dude i used to uh um paint graffiti with um turn he turned into like uh like an artist He's, you know he grew up quote unquote <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh he put on an art show and he's like hey do you want to take part in this i'm like yeah what do i do like i had no idea how it all how it all worked he's like hey you just bring in pieces and just you know, if you sell something take like this how much percent i don't remember and um yeah i was like okay well here's here's some paintings so the, a lot of connections I've in all of your stories there's just like people that you've met throughout the community that have uh, given you some of those opportunities of course your talent is giving you opportunities as well but from meeting a lot of people so do you do you make those connections sometimes with the intention of like, oh, I know this person is in this community. Maybe I should reach out to them. Or is it just all natural? All natural. All natural, yeah. Or, organic <laughs> AF. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of why I try, I try not to say no. Right. Because I just never know, right? Because mm -hmm. um, lots of people emphasize yeah. networking is why I'm saying yeah. this. But it seems yeah. like all these connections that you have have been through, like, friendships and stuff exactly. that have, like, given you those opportunities. Mm -hmm. So just be nice. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, I've never intentionally, like, wanted to try to get involved with something because there is somebody there who has a certain connection or something. Mm -hmm. um, I just I just go about my day meet who I meet um, yeah it's just totally I guess you could say natural yeah that's really <laughs> you know? cool so. I have a question about the community um, you were saying that we're kind of behind in in terms of, of acceptance of graffiti art or um, I'm sorry not graffiti art urban um, art urban art um, do you think with programs like wall to wall now when I go up Main Street I see quite a bit Mm -hmm. of of urban art do you think it's getting not destigmatized i don't think that's a word but do you think the stigma is kind of fading now that it's becoming more of a mainstream thing it's definitely still in the transition um still uh the biz will say um most of the business will say as soon as you bring up spray paint they'll say no mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the city um, I do know some people who said they would do this mural with brushes, but they do it in spray paint. 
The city's not gonna know yet. <laughs> okay. So that's how a lot of the the spray paint murals have got done. Is they kind of just that you're gonna use house paint or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, the people who are against spray paint, um, there was a campaign around 2006. It was anti graffiti campaign. It was basically the mayor at the time was kind of like. Graffiti is related to gangs. They mark their territory and it brings in other gangs. And that's how the violence in the city is started. And he's not wrong in some sense. But Winnipeg is like, like, come on, there's no crips here. There's no bloods. It's just people like wanting to be, you know, like wannabes. Anybody can go and write, you know, crips or whatever. So... He's right in, a, in some sense, but when it comes to like people who are trying to do it as like a, an art form, it, it's it's he didn't he didn't the the people who are like just watch the news and and read the newspapers are gonna think that anything to do with spray paint is is gang related. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the people in office grew up in a time where you know graffiti was only gang related mm-hmm. and it was just scribbles on the wall they don't know or they didn't they still maybe they they do now but they didn't know that you can create this like beautiful piece like the mending piece on on main street it's the the woman sewing the heart that's mm-hmm. ripped open it's my favorite piece that was done with spray paint no it wasn't yeah. actually that was done with spray paint wow that's really cool <laughs> yeah that's blowing my mind that's a I know. Yeah, it's my favorite piece. It's wow. it, it's done by um, um, they're they're uh, they're a couple. That they go by the name of the Clandestinos, uh, Shellac Attack and Bruno Smokey. Um, Shellac Attack was actually from here, but grew up in Toronto, has family in Chile, and that's where she met her husband. And now they just travel the world and paint these amazing murals. Every single one of them has like this crazy meaning. They do their research. They come mm-hmm. up with these. Awesome pieces. And they work only in spray paint. Mm-hmm. That is mind-blowing. I actually, like, I of course I believe you, but I also don't. Like, it's <laughs> so amazing. Wow. Yeah. And so, then all of that, with that stigma, wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if the city knew that, yeah, they're going to do this with spray paint, uh, they'd probably say no. And that wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be And that's probably there. one of the most well-known pieces it won mural of the mural of the year 2017 wow so um that tells you something yeah so yeah with these with these older people they're like in their 60s 50s 60s 70s you know in the biz in the office they still have this idea that spray paint is 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 uh like a bad thing it's got the stigmatism right Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking in like 10 15 years these people retire or you know <laughs> so there's no way to go about educating or kind of changing the dialogue you're just kind of waiting for that next well generation. no um, um yeah yes and no uh they kind of have to realize it upon themselves that it's changing right you know like i can't go to a 40 year old man but okay you're thinking wrong you gotta think this way there's no way if you want to make change you have to start with the youth so that's where i'm at that's fantastic yeah and and i'm fortunate enough that our teachers in these high schools are also realizing that they want to get their students in hand with 
with uh, this art form because I think they're seeing that you know they you know go to Toronto, half the murals are done with spray paint. Wow. Yeah. I want to go back to something you mentioned a long time ago, which was your cousins and your brother making art. Do they still do that? Do they are they still artists? No. 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 Your inspiration is. Yeah, there. Um, there was a couple of dudes who also still kind of paint but not in a sense where it's like they're known or they're out there i kind of think they just like did it for fun on on free time Mm -hmm. or whatever but no and i never actually thought about it till now i was like i wonder if they even know that that i was inspired by them. yeah that was gonna be my next question (laughs) is that do they know that there's all of these like works of art in the city that they have inspired however 20 years ago or something it's just a yeah, really interesting thing yeah. and they just don't they don't do anything anymore they don't know maybe maybe i'll bring it up next time i see <laughs> yeah <laughs> show them the podcast yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So, so you have to tell them to listen all the way to the end so yeah. so would you say they're your biggest influences when it comes to art no um, <laughs> they sparked maybe, it maybe, but not they anymore. sparked it yeah um Definitely, like, the clandestinos are, like, a big inspiration for me now. And they know that. They know I, like, fanboy out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Local artists, Pat Lazo, um, Fred Thomas, um, even, like, Mike Valcourt, Kenneth Valley. You know, they're all, like, they're all doing these, like, they have all doing and have done these big things. And... It's just it's just awesome like that they have these pieces that are like have been around for so long and then everyone appreciates them. They might even people might not even know their names. Like I mean, you know, I mentioned Mike Valcourt and it was like who? I'm like I mentioned this mural, that mural, and they're like oh man, like I had no idea. You know, that's that's not the point. Like I don't care if people know my name. I don't care like if they know my face. If they can appreciate this like painting on the wall and and sort of like get feedback by it and something they can learn from it maybe. It's, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking through like all your Instagram and then the people that you were tagging through your Instagram and all that. And not only did I realize how much stuff that you've done or collaborated with, but also how much stuff I just had never considered. Like somebody had to go and paint that. Like, oh yeah, I, re- I do remember that mural. And I do remember that mural and how you also, it's jogging your memories. It's like a very um, strong visual <laughs> like stimuli so you're just like oh yeah i had a great day when i was next to that like octopus in the alley off of albert or something you Mm. know like it's like really becoming like you don't even remember how many there are in winnipeg which is saying thinking about how you said winnipeg is behind how much potential how many walls there are with potential to like create a much more like welcoming and artistic and like visually stimulating environment it's really amazing what all of these people around the city are doing and it's becoming do you think on the way to being more uh i guess we mentioned this before but becoming more popular yeah it's it's slowly slowly making its way especially with synonym hey yeah synonym is is definitely helping uh there's a few alleys in the exchange there's three alleys in the exchange that have uh, graffiti art in it. Um, all of those alleys were kind of 
<laughs> I'm like trying not to like laugh or smile. Basically, the artists in those alleys, the ones that started it, just went in there, painted it, like say during New Blanche or Fringe or something. Yeah. And then talked to the owner after. Like, yeah, yeah, we painted this and, you know, if, if you don't like it, we can paint back over it and. They just stuck. three out three out of three. They they liked it. Oh, nice! <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah, um, so my art studio is in the exchange. Almost every like at least once a week, there's uh, wedding photos or, you know, being taken in these alleys. Um, there's another one in uh, Osborne Village, that uh, Eric Gold from Friday Night Tonight. We put on um, a uh, with like a. It's, it's called a graffiti jam. We call it, like, cause that's what people call it. But we try to call it, uh, like, an urban art jam or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. remember what we called it. But basically, we got, uh, collected 35 uh, urban artists and got them to paint uh, an entire alley in Osborne Village on Canada Day. And, uh, you know, I think it was, like, number three in, like, the top... 10 things to do in Winnipeg on Canada Day. Was to check this out? Was to check it out, yeah, because it was the first of its kind at that scale. Um, so we transformed this whole alleyway. Uh, like, I, I made a little video of it before. It was, like, gray and brown squares everywhere, and, and now it's just, like, straight color. Um, half of it is gone now because the uh, Osborne Biz actually didn't get permission for one of the buildings. Oh no! And I guess they saw, and they're like, "Nope." So, does that happen often, where you just do it, and then afterwards go to the business or the owner and say, "Hey, no, I, not not very often at all, actually." Um, just a few instances. Just just a handful, yeah, yeah. that I know of. I've never done it myself, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was I, great I, I to said, get your art painted over right Yeah, I said season. not yet, but actually, that's a crazy point you brought brought up, like getting it painted over. Um, it's uh, there was there was a few times where that did happen, or I I go and like use like twenty cans on this like giant piece, only to come back the next morning and it's gone. Oh no! Or somebody like painted over it or tagged over it or something it happened so many times and after like a few years i'm like man like why do i do this like such a waste because with that anti-graffiti campaign in 2006 they started locking up the spray paint so i mean when i was a teenager i used to steal it (laughs) but then they started locking it up and um uh so i had to pay for all of it so it'd be like 200 250 dollars of paint in this one thing I'm like in the middle of the night everyone's like and then come back next morning it's gone like it's like kind of like kicking myself in the ass kind of thing it's like why do I do this what's what's the point like I should just like stop and not bother I didn't think I was like enough to do it to like like uh, to get paid for it or whatever mm-hmm. I don't know how to go about it at the time but um, as I'm like thinking of that I'm actually painting like I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking about it as I'm painting. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, I just like stopped painting right there. And I was like, this is why I, I do it. It's the process of doing it. It's like almost like, like meditation. Like, 
um, just being in the moment myself, the paint and, and whatever I'm painting on. And it's, it's just being in that moment, enjoying it, whether you're with a friend or not, expressing yourself with these colors and these shapes. And it's like, when I'm done, I step back and look at it. I'm like, I feel good about it. It's like, it's, it's kind of just like, almost like talking about your problems, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, I don't maybe seeing a therapist, but the therapist is a wall. <laughs> so it's, uh, I walk away feeling good. And I had to accept that if the painting's gone, as soon as I walk away, it's gone. As long as I have that good feeling, that's all I'm going to get out of it. I might get a photo. Someone else might see it. But for the most part, it's always just like, it just it just ended up being like, I do it because it, it feels good. And if somebody appreciates it, that's a super, also a super good bonus. That's a really cool way to look at it. I yeah. Think. For me, I'm kind of, yeah, for me, I would like, if you invest, you know, like 55 hours into that mural, like for me, at least I know it'd be hard, you know, if someone were to do anything to that or anything were to happen, like, you know, that's my baby, you know, like (laughs) I I would have like a hard time, but I think that's really cool that you're able to appreciate that in the moment and then take a step back and let whatever happens happen. Exactly. So learning that. I applied it to everything, even just being here in this room. Like this is, you know, good feeling. I'm enjoying you guys' company, and there's good coffee here. Would you say it's caramel or something? <laughs> yeah, it's caramel. <laughs> you know, I'm enjoying this here, and like even if I take photo or video, like I, I probably won't. Um, <laughs> but I'll walk away. But I know I enjoyed that moment, and just because the moment's gone doesn't mean I have to be pissed off about it. You know, mm-hmm. so um, that's another thing I I try to like teach like these these the, the youth is like enjoy the moment because that's all you're gonna get out of it yeah. that's a really valuable lesson well mm. yeah I'm, that was super emotionally um that f- all the things that you're saying felt really powerful thank you for sharing that with us it's hard <laughs> yeah that was that was a really that was a really great um that was a really great lesson thank you before we wrap up, I've got one more question. Do you have another question? I don't have any more questions. Okay, I've got one question. We'll end on a bit of a lighter note. If you could put up a mural anywhere in Winnipeg oh, great. with the city's approval and all the resources, where would you want to put it and why? And what would it be of? Yes. Very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I do have this one painting that I really liked. I called it, the, the painting was called uh, Spirit World Number 3, I think I called it. It was basically, um, it kind of looked like, when you look at first glance, it's like an eagle in space. People call it the space eagle. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. It's basically this um, this eagle kind of like flying in a silhouette, a white silhouette of it, uh, with like a space looking back on. Inside of the eagle, there's like animals and uh, uh, colors, it's all colors. And on the space side, it's like, it's black and white. There's like stars. There's uh, some uh, a white silhouette of teepees, a silhouette of uh, a, a sitting bull, actually, and kind of what that what that painting means is like um, in in a traditional sense, it's today we when we pray like we use the eagle feathers or you know we 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 pray up to the sky or whatever. The idea is that um, eagles take your prayers to uh the spirit world Mm -hmm. 
um, I guess we didn't know hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago. But, uh, eagles are the highest flying um, mammals. So I guess it kind of makes sense that way that there's no other bird that can fly higher than them. I was just like logic a thousand years ago. But anyway, um, so with this eagle in the spirit world, it's kind of like uh, it, it's the transition between where we are and the spirit world. Mm-hmm. So with this painting, it, it, I try to like uh, put that in like a visual sense. And the original painting is about three feet wide, two feet tall-ish. Um, and did you sell that painting? I don't have it anymore. Yeah. I had it in my art studio and uh, my good friend Eric Olick, it's his birthday. I didn't know what to give him. And he's like super good friend. He's, he's got me like tons of good connections over the years. Like, you know, I, I honestly owe him everything. I uh, wrote on a piece of paper, um, coupon good for one piece in my space, my art studio. Yeah. So I, I like folded it up, gave it to him. And uh, he's like, oh, we're like, actually, I'm like, yeah. So like go to the space and he's looking like you should see my space there's like a million things in it yeah like i collect action figures like hats like you name it i I have tons of stuff in there too much actually um it's like looking around for like a good like 10 minutes like i don't know man there's so much stuff and he picked that painting yeah my favorite painting oh yeah and you know it's, it's sort of the same idea it's like the the graffiti on the wall gone the next morning yeah. You know, gave me this, the the thought like nothing lasts forever. Yeah. It's all just stuff. Everything in this room is gonna be lost, broken, thrown out, you know, whatever. Yeah. Given away. Everything. This microphone, like my coffee mug, you name it. <laughs> I need the couch for a little while. Yeah, don't yeah. Do it right <laughs> now. the couch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you get rid of the couch, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um so that was my idea with the whole everything in my space mm-hmm. as much as like i like it and appreciate it i'm not gonna have it so i gotta let it go at some point so he picked that painting and i'm like that's a good choice so <laughs> he has it up at his place anyway that painting is one of my favorite if i could paint that anywhere i want to paint it huge like 200 feet wide 300 feet tall like you know cover a whole building with it or something yeah yeah which building would you cover uh it, it doesn't matter it's honestly <laughs> just as long as it's that big mm-hmm. well man if it's that big we have like not very very many options legislative building great west life Ooh, the, the bay the union <laughs> station that'd be pretty cool yeah that would be pretty cool yeah well we'll pitch it for you yeah. <laughs> you could send this out to people yeah <laughs> thank you so much for co- coming yeah, by peter you. we really appreciate the wisdom and i learned actually a lot about urban like art yeah we had no idea about any of this stuff it's so great that you came in and shared all of that with us super cool we appreciate it awesome thank you so much okay we're gonna do something super weird not for now thank Thank you you for for cutting cutting deep deep with with us on paper Paper cut Cut Podcast. podcast thanks